This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. We're very excited about okay. this. Well, the scripties is even more self-indulgent this year, I think, than usual. Right. We try to keep a balance. The scripties every year, and I say it like it's been a long-standing tradition. This is only the third ever annual scripties. I still feel like you and I are the only two people who know it, it actually exists well, and it's a thing. That's probably true. Yeah. I think that's an accurate. I think it's pretty clear we do this for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to amuse ourselves and give ourselves a little pat on the back. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's an end of year pat on the back. It's a little pathetic pat on the back at the end of the year for us. It's utterly tragic. But <laughs> but we do it anyways and we enjoy it and that's yes. what's important. Producer Rog has been working overtime. This is a that was the year that was yeah. special. I feel like it's been a while since we've had a that was the week that was and I think Rogers has just been saving up all this material for sort of a granddaddy end of the year phenomenon. Yeah, Uh, it really ought to run in tomorrow's show, but I'm not complaining that it's going to run in today's, that is for sure, because Rog has been working, as I say, hours on end to produce That Was The Year That Was 2022. Welcome to That Was The Year That Was on Offscript, and it gives Robbie great pleasure to announce the end of year takings. One pound, one shilling. Sadly, Chris's announcement of 144,000 daily listeners has been massively reduced by, well, I'll let someone announce that. 143,199. So let's look back at the year, shall we? Well, you may have noticed that Sonal's tech input into the show has been slightly curtailed, and there are reasons for that. She's just gone a little bit conceptual. How much would you pay for somebody to send you a message on a potato? Instead of tech, Sonal's decided to focus on the issues that really matter for the people of Dubai. I'll have banana with my yogurt, but that's as far as I'll take it. Interesting. Why does banana and ice cream offend you? Because ice cream is pure. We've also decided to drop Chris's career advice from the show. Just don't sign contracts in your own blood. And we're very sad to say that Robbie's contract with FIFA for the development of football has been ended this year. Pigeons, I mean, they've got a great success rate. Great, more than VAR. Pigeons are more reliable than VAR. Yeah, they are. We're pleased to say that in 2022, Robbie has been putting his interview training to good use. I mean, listen to this corker. You never um, kissed a ginger? Uh, it's getting a little personal, Rob. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> and that's just the appetizer for this main course. When you see a fly buzzing around and then you see another one, is it the same fly? You'll be pleased to hear that Chris McCarty will never be reading the traffic again. Remote control cars with massive fish tanks hurtling down Sheikh Zayed Road. <laughs> if you think that sounds scary, wait till you hear what he thought the cause of the delays in downtown Dubai were last week. Godzilla. Godzilla. But there have been some high points for Offscript this year, notably when they were asked to add their thoughts for the Top Gun Maverick poster quotes. This came as no surprise to Sonal Rapani. I'm an A-list celebrity. But actually delivering was a whole different matter. Here's Sonal's attempt. The best flight ever. Robbie tried to elaborate. The greatest flight experience of all time. Mm. And Chris just said the first thing that popped into his head. Got second wind. Yes, once again, Offscript fell short of the task. To play you out, let's go to our man, who's not here to defend himself, Chris McCarty, whose highlight of 2022 was featuring on a track with his personal favourite, Miss Lady Gaga. (laughs) (laughs) See you next week. (laughs) Watch one of your best. I thought that would get one of your absolute best. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) the Off Script Podcast. Let's waste no time to get into our introduction of the scripties. 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the third annual Scripties, live from the Dubai Eye Studio. And now, for the three people in this studio, the tens listening in their cars, and the millions ignoring around the world, it gives me great pleasure to introduce your hosts, Mr. Robbie Greenfield, one of the world's top broadcasters. <laughs> Miss um, Sonal Rapani. I'm pretty hungry. Can I come get some of the sandwiches there? And a man with the worst American accent ever, Mr. Roger Pryor. <laughs> oh, and he's, uh, he's dashing into the studio now, yeah. is Rog. He's really up to the production value on that one. <laughs> I mean, the script is already five times better than last year's. <laughs> exactly. so we haven't even got into the awards categories yet. I don't think I've ever heard Rog's American accent before, and I think it might be better than yours. I think it might be. Uh, thank you for joining us, Rog. I know you've been ex- as excited as anyone else for your first scripties, the third annual. Absolutely. Absolutely, the third annual and uh, third of many. Yeah, absolutely loving it. It's great. Now, we've asked you to submit your best advice for 2022, aka do our work for us. We're going to get to that award a little bit later on in the show. But we are going to kick off with word of the year. Um, it's something that we've talked about a bit. I've What I've done is I've collated a number of different words, and we're actually going to chuck in a few words that have been completely overused and very popular on off script as well. So without further ado... Let's get in to Word of the Year. Okay, we've set the tone. We've set the, <laughs> set the tone with a little background music there. Yes. And uh, in terms of Word of the Year, the words that have trended in 2022, they've sort of actually educated us. They've informed us on the topics, the talking points that have been hotly debated across the globe as well. Uh, for example, woman was uh, suggested as one of the words of the year. I think by one of the dictionaries, and I, I forget which one now, but of course mm. the um, the Wade Rowe situation over in the US. Of course, the uh, way that we define the way woman that we, the way that in today's day and age. Define exactly that, and it, crazy to think that that could be a word of 2022, such a, a common, such a so-called standard word, but right. it has been. And uh, in June, when a Google engineer claimed the company's AI chatbot had developed a human-like consciousness, I, rem- we, I remember us discussing that story, the searches for the word sentient increased by 480%. Wow. Um, Google were vigorously denying the claim. The engineer was placed on paid leave. But the question of how human-esque, how human-like is AI became a topic of much interest as well. Yeah. I mean, a couple of other words that really struck and that I've noticed a lot, gaslighting is one when we talk about social constructs. It's the act or practice of grossly misleading someone, especially for one's own advantage. And in fact, there was a 1,740% increase in lookups for gaslighting throughout the year. That's amazing. I looked it up. Did you? Yeah, I've used it, but not 100% understood what it meant. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't far off. Gaslighting came into the kind of public consciousness I would say about three or four years yeah, ago. Yeah, it feels like it. It feels like that. Uh, but but back then it was mu- it was very much it was it was used in a relationship, mm-hmm. very specifically someone who was deliberately misleading their partner to make them think that, and it actually comes from a play. I looked it up today. Its origins are from 1938. Right. Um, the play and it's actually there's a, there's a film based on it, the plot of which involves a man attempting to make his wife believe that she's going insane. His mysterious activities in the attic cause the house 
his gas lights to dim, but he insists to his wife that the lights are not dimming and that she can't trust her own perceptions. And that's where the phrase gaslighting comes from. You even question yourself when you're being gaslit Mm. by somebody. They're so manipulative that you actually question your own sense of reality right. yeah and as and as that's become a global problem as the likes of deep fakes fake news misinformation the spread thereof you know reporting has become mm. ever more sensationalist ever less trustworthy gaslighting has, has gone from that very specific very localized kind of meaning to a much more broader much more societal meaning whereby you know companies individuals in places of power and influence are misleading vast numbers of people deliberately, usually for their own gain. Most of them are billionaires, I think. Um, But gaslighting could potentially be a word of the year. Oxford Dictionary put their own word of the year up to public vote. 300,000 people cast it. Goblin mode was declared the winner. This is one we talked about while you were on your World Cup special broadcast. Right. And I don't know, goblin mode, it just really resonates. This idea that kind of goes hand in hand with quiet quitting, but people are fed up of this productivity cycle that you're not supposed to jump off of. You know, so have you ever used the word goblin mode? <laughs> I haven't, but I kind of wish I could go goblin mode. I don't think I can do it anymore. Oh, and my problem with this word is in what context do you use it? You don't go to your friend, I'm just going to go in pure goblin mode this weekend. You don't Maybe say that. some people say that. I bet, I you, don't. you wouldn't, Rob, but I bet some people have. Yeah. It seems like a I thing even people would say. Message that goblin mode. <laughs> also, I I'm see sorry. It more are we like just like a caption on social media? Are we just throwing oh, yeah, yeah. the towel yeah. in? This is just society. It's, it is goblin mode is typified behavior which is unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly, greedy. How is this good? <laughs> Typically, in a way that rejects social norms or expectations. It goes hand in hand with quiet quitting. We're all collectively chucking the towel in. No, I think this is actually a good thing. I think it's kind of a course correction of we've gone so far in the the mode that people don't want to do. People don't want to work 18 to 20 hour days and have that be their norm. You know, society was so, you must be the best. You must constantly produce. People are guilty for not constantly being productive. And that's not normal. When we were kids, we could just hang about and do nothing sometimes. So You can't in life anymore hang about and do nothing. And now people are saying, I, you know what? I take your point, but we shouldn't be encouraging people to be more self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly and greedy. There's plenty of self-indulgent, <laughs> lazy, slovenly and greedy people who need no further encouragement with the popularity of the word goblin mode. And, and also, I agree with <laughs> They're the They're doing a just a brilliant job as it is, <laughs> I, being sla- lazy, slovenly and greedy. I agree with the concept to what you're saying, Son, but <laughs> Rob's right. And the problem with, my problem with goblin mode is it just sounds like a status update. It, it's, it's, it, it, people aren't using it. In conversation, it's Roger Pryor is in goblin mode just for a weekend. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I, I agree with that... the concept of jumping off the merry-go-round. How I good like is that. it when you just have one weekend where there's nobody around, your significant it's other's out, and you have the tub of ice cream? There's no shame involved. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that, that would be my goblin You know, goblin you're on mode. the couch. You've just, gone, that every you've just crashed through a whole <laughs> season of one show. You've been watching eight hours of TV. You feel mildly sick oh, with yourself. Yes. Mm. But it's just a weekend, and then you get back to life, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's when goblin mode becomes a lifestyle. I yeah. think that, that is a major issue. <laughs> anyway, so there's goblin mode, there's sentient, there's oligarch, there's gaslighting, and there's a few off-script contenders as well for word of the year. Uh, we've got band, of course. Uh, the band AKA is back together, Eventually constantly being back together, broken or, up slash back together. Right, sapiens. <laughs> Um, which has been overused <laughs> yeah. mainly by me. Well, we'll come back to Sapiens at L- some point. Loverboy, which has which... been used mainly by Chris. Yep. In you. fact, exclusively by Chris. <laughs> and Spread Eagled. 
uh, which is a late contender. It's a very late contender. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> so, which, for uh, any of our listeners who missed, is you describing Chris for some reason. Yeah, I don't know where I got that from. I'm still not sure. And I still don't have any wish to see Chris spread eagles, OK? That's, um, I will categorically state that. So, our word of the year, right. Word of the year. We had a couple different nominations. Uh, Dan had come through with supply chain. Oh. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I think I was supposed to, <laughs> you were supposed to arrive at a crescendo. Oh, sorry. Uh, just as we, oh, as, was, as the trumpets came in. I, w- I hadn't heard that before. I didn't know where that was going. I thought sorry. I could sort of explain where yeah, we were going with this. It should be a more elongated drum roll, really. But <laughs> uh, we'll save that for next year. Oops, a blo- blooper. Uh, Mika said the band as well. Sapiens, Spread Eagle, all in there. But Cinders come through with Gotta Be, Spread Eagle, and Chris. So I think the consensus Great. is Spread Eagle is right. the word of the year well, of 2022. Has nothing to do with anybody <laughs> other than us, other than you and Chris and your interesting relationship. That, exactly that. Yeah. Forget quiet quitting. Forget goblin mode. <laughs> it's all about spread eagling. Anyway, right. Uh, on to Which the you've next just category. made a verb. Yeah. <laughs> well done. <laughs> all right. Uh, off script guest of the year, Sone. And it's fair to say we've had a lot of colourful characters that have crossed our bowels in 2022. We have. And I actually wasn't here for this very first one. But let's start with Right Said Fred, famously of I'm Too Sexy fame, telling us a little bit about the inspiration for the classic song. We were working on a song called Heaven and that's where the bass line for I'm Too Sexy came from. And um, one, one day we recorded with um, Corey Brian. Richard, uh, it was hot, very hot. We, we had this bass line looping on the computer, which was da, 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 da. And Richard started singing, I'm too sexy for my shirt. And that's where the initial idea came from. He was just <laughs> physically too hot yeah. to be in his shirt. Yeah, it was a literal yeah. expression. <laughs> There was no... <laughs> As all kind of silly songs and, and yeah. things are, right? Yeah. It just forget, comes from forget, somewhere ridiculous. Yeah, forget imagery, you know. Exactly. It was just very literal. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take my shirt off. I'm too sexy for it. Anyway. I know Gary you and might, Chris enjoyed that one for we, sure. We enjoyed that one. Yeah, that was a real blast from the past. And what a lovely guy as well. Yeah. He was so down to earth and so sort of... Yeah, it was, it was just like chatting to your sort of uncle right. back home. It was, it was great. He was fantastic, was Fred. Right then, Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary V, as you might know him. Of course, he's a social media personality, motivational speaker. He spent quite a bit of time with us in the studio. And us being us, we peppered him with questions of skepticism and the way the world is going and if social media is something we should all be on. And, you know, at some point he kind of had enough with us. He had. There was a time and age that I could have sat in this exact studio in the 1960s and you would ask me questions of Gary what do you say about the situation where we have the Beatles and Elvis disproportionately impacting children and believing in this rock and roll thing this is human Evolution. Yeah, he wasn't taking any of our negative no. BS, was he? He was just coming right back at us. He was. He was a great guest, though. I know we were all a bit skeptical at first, but I think he won us all over in terms of just being quite eloquent and direct and, and you know, logical. He has, yeah. He's got his shtick. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, can, I now understand why he's been very successful. Yeah. yeah. Another one we all absolutely enjoyed was going down to see Eddie Hearn for about an hour, maybe more, an hour and a half down in Abu Dhabi. And he just, we barely got a word in. He regaled oh, us. You do it. I never doubted you for a minute. My mistake. I went too early with that clip. 
<laughs> We're having some technical issues. Luckily, with, it was a short one. With the audio engineer of the scripties. <laughs> he, might, he might need to be replaced yeah, for next year. or fired, I think. Yeah, exactly. Is certainly what's going to happen. But, but yeah, yeah, Eddie was brilliant. He was. His, all of his anecdotes were about eight minutes long, which is why we just picked a little soundbite yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. There was no chance to fit a story of Eddie's in. In fact, one of his answers was genuinely 14 minutes long. Yeah. It was impossible to cut it because exactly. it, was, it was a continuous story which built up to a, a sort of punchline at the end. So, yeah, it was great conversation with Eddie and uh, that was recent. Hopefully we'll be catching up with him a lot in the new year as well. And then there was your favourite zone. Well, I wouldn't say this was my favourite, but it was, you know, something that we all enjoyed because we got creative with Jason Derulo. In fact, he serenaded us. 24-7 days of the week, my mind is on you and it's getting to me. I got a crush on you, got a crush on you. That's the very first song he wrote. That was the very first song, yeah, and he just spontaneously burst into the song. He did, exactly. Yeah, he was great. We, we had some other notable mentions, of course. Logan Paul was there. There's so many sports stars that you guys interviewed Mo as Farah. well. Mo Farah, Lewis Hamilton. I mean, Chris has had a bumper year. Zlatan Nick Faldo. Nick Faldo. Um, you know, there were so many in the world Mark of Colburn sports. Mark Colburn as well. Mark Colburn, uh, Victoria's message in. He came in, um, of course, he won uh, the gold medal in the Paralympics, in London Paralympics in 2012 mm. in cycling. Um, he was absolutely fantastic. Very inspirational is Mark, a, a Dubai resident, and thoroughly enjoyed having him on the show. But, so The winner is... Okay, you're going to get... Heart. You've got four seconds. Go. Heart doctor, Billy Cohen. I didn't Heart know if doctor. I was supposed to go in the build-up to that or Do- wait for it to... You did, you did great. You did great. Um, yeah, Dr. Billy Cohn. I mean, what a guy. He, he was just fantastic. He was just a ball of energy. Yeah. And that was, uh, that was the best way to describe him. Um, he is one of the top heart surgeons alive today. He's a brilliant inventor. He's got over 200 registered patents. In 2011, he and his colleague Bud Fraser placed the first artificial heart in Craig Lewis, um, the first patient. He said it was like Orville and Wilbur Wright moment for medicine. It was not the answer, but it was a glimpse of something historic. And that was in 2011. He's now focusing all his efforts on the Bivacore artificial heart. He spent the first this is the kind of guy he is. He spent the first 15 minutes of our interview praising another bloke. Yeah. I was trying to find I was trying to find, you know, talk about his own career and achievements and his 200 adventures. He just he was praising this other doctor for 15 minutes before he even got on to his career. And that was Dr. Austra- Daniel Timms, an Australian who came to him with this idea of a kind of a corkscrew artificial heart. Yeah, with, um, without kind of the idea of a pumping heart, yes. which everybody had always done. This would be just a smooth flow without pumping, a completely innovative That's it. technology. Dr. Cohn said to me that he'd bet his career, and it's been a distinguished one, on the Bivacore being the first practical permanent total artificial heart in the world. Let's hear now from Dr. Billy Cohn. He saw the challenges and shortcomings of heart transplantation and said, I'm going to invent an artificial heart, which is just hubris. I mean, it's almost laughably bold, but that's what he decided he was going to do. But being ridiculously brilliant, he came up with a really novel idea that nobody else had ever had. He talked to me as well about in future Olympics, you would have uh, kind of the regular and then the sort of enhanced categories. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. Athletes who have like artificial hearts would be running in different categories to those who don't. 
I mean, crazy stuff. He was a bit, a bit like Dr. Ian Pearson. He was, he was certainly keen on exploring the sort of more sci-fi elements. A visionary, let's say. Real visionary. Yeah, Dr. Billy Cohn, worthy winner, I think, of the off-script guest of the year. I like how we need fake applause because there's no one in the studio to. <laughs> I'm trying to so. give the applause. I'm trying. <laughs> the Offscript Podcast. We've only gotten through two awards. Yeah, I know. We we're need to running get a, a little move behind on. schedule. We need to get a bit. Well, I'm, I'm confident that we're going to catch up because uh, this one's a nice short one. And we've we've actually recruited our colleague to help us out on this one. He was only too happy to lend his hand. It was the gossiper from Fockabus, and we are going to hear from him very shortly as we debate the celebrity scandal of the year. There's so many options here, as we'll hear from Chris in just a moment, of course. Yeah, I mean, there are. There were three major celebrity stories that kind of ran, ran and ran this year. Yeah, Chris, I agree. Chris is going to detail those. But there was, I feel like it was a really big year for celebrity apologies and just bad celebrity behavior in general. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think Chris touched on this one, but of course it was the year we learned that Adam Levine texts like a 17-year-old. Yes. Let's not forget that. That oh one's often God. forgotten. Uh, oh, then, yeah. then, then there were, of course, the biggies, which let's hear from Chris on. Festive greetings, one and all. What a year it has been for a term that I most certainly did not coin, celebville. It was a year that began with the slap heard around the world, whether Will Smith's career ever does recover from his uh, lamping of Chris Rock at the Oscars remains to be seen. But that kick-started the year. It was a year that ended, of course, with some chef holding the World Cup. You know who I'm talking about. In between all of that, you had two court cases that spanned an awful lot of column inches, both sides of the Atlantic. Johnny Depp winning his defamation case against his former wife, Amber Heard, interested to read this past week that the $9 million he was awarded has been whittled down to a million. He does have a heart. After all, as for the big court case over in the UK, look no further than Wagatha Christie. Colleen Rooney in the blue corner, Rebecca Vardy in the red corner. Oh, it was salacious. It had everything you need in a celeb scandal and it was Colleen Rooney who emerged victorious. Rebecca Vardy hit with a massive legal bill that I think she will still be paying in 2030. You know it's been a good year when well, revenge defecation doesn't even claim the gong of biggest scandal of the year. Oh no, that award goes undoubtedly to Will Smith. The biggest night in Tinseltown and we're talking about a slap. There's a good reason why Robbie Greenfield is often found by my side and that is because as opposed to being my co-host he is also my personal bodyguard never like being slapped back to you guys festive greetings happy new year <laughs> this is that's Chris so pent up that he hasn't been on the show for the yeah. last 10 days or so or 5 days that he's just unleashed a torrent of celebville gossip and he's covered all the biggies there and of he course has. has crowned a winner in yeah. that very note so we doff our caps it's probably not the award Will Smith wanted um, to crown 2022 after basically picking up the Oscar yep. post slap but <laughs> There you have it. The scripty goes to Will Smith. Yeah, how could it not? Yeah. I mean, yeah, even the absolute absurdity of Amber Heard versus Johnny Depp couldn't compare to Will Smith slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars and how surreal and ridiculous that was. So thank you very much to Chris for his contribution there. Let's get to award number four, which is biggest U-turn of the year. Now, there's so much to choose from. We're going to hang of this, so. Here. Um, I mean, let's go to the world of sport. Of course, you have Tyson Fury 
He's claiming at first that he doesn't want to fight Anthony Joshua and then saying he wants to fight him for free. I mean, you can't even count the number of U-turns, right? And then, well, Tyson Fury, not only did he offer to fight Anthony Joshua for free and then he set Anthony Joshua a deadline and then he announced that he wasn't going to fight Anthony Joshua before announcing that he was going to fight with no ceremony, no kind of build-up or Mm. that much kind of fanfare. He was going to fight his old mate Derek Chisora, who he's already beaten twice. He also retired about five times in 2022 and unretired. So he was the king of the U-turns in 2022. Uh, Liz Truss, also known for her U-turns. I mean, the number of headlines. The Independent ran a story. Liz Truss's history of U-turns as Prime Minister steps down after just 45 days in power, outlasted, of course, by a famous lettuce. Um, (laughs) You know, there's so many U-turns turns that she made. But of course, one of the big ones related to corporation tax that led to the pound tumbling uh, that she that eventually... Was her, that, that, that was ultimately the death knell for her. Yes. That was what got, you know, that was that was what curtailed her reign to just 45 days. But who could compete with both Tyson Fury and Liz Truss? Uh, let's go to our very own Robbie Greenfield when oh. Chris posed this question to him. I've got about 30 seconds to kill, so let me ask you this question, Robert. Alyssa has been in touch. Can you love two people at the same time? <laughs> Are you giving me 20 seconds to answer that question? Yes, I am, my friend. Yeah, you probably can. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, can't you, do you think? Um, you know what? No, actually. No, I don't think you can. <laughs> I'd forgotten that. <laughs> That was a forgivable U-turn. But yeah. let's, let's move on to Rob's oh, no. Apple Watch moment. Because, of course, it all started with a segment we, we do called Bad Ad, where you discussed an Apple Watch ad that you just weren't having at all. But also just you're having a bit of a go at the Apple Watch in general uh, until finally you decided just the next day to start watching. So you went home, you, you, you took umbrage with Apple, you said, I'm having none of it, the big corporate yeah. sharks that they are. You went on home, your other half had found in her warehouse or whatever the story is, a Apple watch that she was gifting you. And lo and behold, today, you're wearing... I'm wearing it. And said Apple watch, you, know, you, you know, this man. I, I, I fired it up, it's great. <laughs> your, your turmoil with the Apple watch actually continued over the weeks. Yeah. The quality of my extremely mediocre life is being pulled apart by this Apple Watch literally on an hourly basis. <laughs> um, and yet I'm still wearing the damn thing. Yeah, of course you are. By the way, update, I'm no longer wearing my Apple Watch. Oh, well, there you go. I've worn it for a while. Okay. When, yeah. did, when did you decide you finally uh, had enough I decided, of it? I think I lost the charger and then yeah. just got started collecting dust. <laughs> Only you stop wearing a very expensive wearable device because you've lost the charger. Mm, I mean, certainly yeah. there are easier ways to fix that. Yeah, there are. But I just got tired of it. I did, yeah. It was it was preaching at me too much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was lecturing me. It was, it wasn't <laughs> lecturing you it. to get up and start yeah, walking around a little mindful. too often. The mindful bit was yeah, that was poor. Yeah, that one really got to you, didn't it? But of course, we've got to go to the winner. Okay. Let's hear about Robbie and his relationship with Greta Come Thunberg. Come on, Liz Truss, surely. <laughs> no, no, it's you. In fact, let's have a little listen of you going from really having a go at Greta to then admiring her. My first thought was, does Greta really deserve a statue? And I frankly don't think that Greta Thunberg has reached that point. Greta's got off script here. (laughs) Greta has just, she's absolutely a law unto herself now. You've warmed to her. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, why is yeah. that? What's, what's the root of I that don't change? Know. She's great. Her Twitter game is incredibly strong. She's got a good sense of humour, has Greta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
Oh dear, oh, I love it. I feel like Raj was kind to you because you were far more scathing about her actually in the yeah, original. Yeah, well, that was the original. Here's her response. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing she's got time to respond to me with her <laughs> Andrew Tate spat ongoing on Twitter at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but wow, um, that is incredible. So was that the winner? That was the winner. That was the winner. It was right. your U-turn on Greta. Right, that was okay. the U-turn of the year. The- <laughs> Great. Congratulations, you've got your first yeah. scripty of 2022. Also, I felt like I dominated. I really had a, almost a clean sweep, <laughs> a full podium on that category. Um, what about the off-script talking points of the year? So uh, There were plenty. Yep. I mean, there were lots of recurring talking points. I feel like quite a few revolved around sports. Chris and I had a few ding-dongs, a few arguments. Um, there were certain sort of topics that we returned to again and again until they became rather tedious. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we got to go straight back to the beginning of the year, of course, Djokovic. Oh, yeah. I mean, Novak Djokovic, this was this was brilliant fodder. I mean, it was the gift that kept on giving in January. Yeah. And it actually, for me, it led to and it culminated in, I will say this, one of Offscript's finest moments. I will honestly say this because just from a genuine kind of weird thing to do on radio <laughs> it, it ended up being a surprise hit and it was of course the transcription of Novak Djokovic's sort of fake speech onto the film A Few Good Men Right. Uh, let's play that, let's remind ourselves of that particular moment where Chris McCarty is fair to say he stole the show Lieutenant Kendrick ordered the code red didn't he because that's what you told Lieutenant Kendrick to do Object. and when it went bad these guys loose. Your Honor, you have marked us inside a bony transport. Your Honor, you doctored the logbook. Damn it, Captain. You coerced the doctor. Consider yourself in contempt. Colonel Jessup, did you order the code red? You don't have to answer that question. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Son, we live in a world that has grand slams, and those slams have to be defended by men with rackets. Who's going to do it? Stefanos, I have a greater responsibility than you can possibly fathom. You weep for the lost Jan, and you curse the big three. You have the luxury of not knowing what I know, that my medical <laughs> exemption probably saves you from the servbots and clay court journeymen clearing up the second week of slams. You don't want the truth, because deep down in places you don't talk about at parties, you want me on that court. You need me on that court. I have neither the time nor the inclination to explain myself to a man who rises and sleeps under the golden era of tennis that I provide and then questions the manner in which I provided. I'd rather you just said thank you and went on your way. Otherwise, I suggest you pick up a racket and stand on the baseline. Either way, I don't give a damn what you think you're entitled to. Did you falsify your positive COVID test? I did what I had to do. Did you falsify your positive COVID test? You're damn right I did. <laughs> What absolute nonsense was that? Well, somebody uh, had created that. And it was a meme that was going viral yeah. online and you guys just brought it to life. It was great. Chris did an unbelievable job. The fact that he knows the film off by heart certainly yeah, helped. It but, definitely does uh, help. That Djokovic story in Jan, that was incredible. Another major talking point of the year has got to be a very well-known book that probably came out like 15 years ago, Rob. <laughs> and somehow you discovered just this year. So, of course, we heard about it again. And again, and again. 
You know, I hate to keep referencing sapiens, but I'm going to do that anyway. I mean, look at Homo sapiens and Neanderthals, oh, no, for example. <laughs> Page number, chapter number. No, but just yeah. Homo sapiens wiped out Neanderthals, pretty yeah. much. What about Homo sapiens? <laughs> oh, no, not the With book planet. again. Not no. the book again. I'm not going to the book. Whenever I see Homo sapiens written down, Rob, I immediately think of you reading that damn book. <laughs> Can I refer you for the 949th time to a book by the name of Sapiens? <laughs> so no. I mean, that really ought to be the winner. It ought to be the winner. But no, we are giving the winner of our talking point of the year on off script. Hang on, hang on a minute. Right, hang on. Let's build it up properly here. Chris's physique. Oh, what? The infamous dad bod (laughs) wins the the scripty for talking point of the year. Oh, my goodness me. Take a listen to this. I want to shift the dad bod. Okay. Any PTs out there, by the way, that are interested of getting me into tip-top shape? Maybe boxing? Nah, boxing. Too pretty face for that, Rob. Yeah. I want to look like an Adonis by the end of 2022. Really? The dad bod isn't going to shift itself? No, you know what? It's fine. I've just caught a glimpse of myself from one of the cameras here. My dad board is getting out <laughs> of control. When is, when is that workout you keep promising us happening? I just caught myself there breathing out. Oh, it is horrendous. <laughs> thought this was a you know a well thought out fashion statement. No, absolutely not. I mean, listen, it's there's some thought that's gone into it, but it's to hide the lack of. <laughs> it's a masking agent and the, the, the little punch that I'm actually kind of curating. <laughs> I'm pretty happy with with what I've got, Rob. Okay. Yes, there are a couple of foibles. Yes, I'd look to probably sort myself out a six pack other than that though I'm pretty happy (laughs) with my lot where's the dad bod this guy is absolutely ripped now uh, I'm happy where I'm at thank you very much okay all right the dad bod is running wild oh listen I mean I cannot compete with that sapiens a few good men uh, they did their best but the dad bod Oh, my word. A worthy winner of the talking point of the year. Right then, it is the off-script moment of the year. Uh, And there were plenty, really, in an eventful year where we were released back from the confines of the studio into the wide open world. We did Expo. Uh, Chris was the busiest man at Expo Definitely. for six months. Um, we, You got in the boxing ring zone. I did. Let's not forget um, your 17 wedding celebrations. Well, let's get to that. <laughs> um, let's start there were, with... There were two bachelor parties. And there were two weddings, each of which lasted about three days. Uh, So I've always thought that Chris was using some hyperbole, but I don't know if he was. Maybe not. Maybe not. Let's let's get to that. First, I want to focus on something that I'm sure you don't want to be in this shortlist, so because you tried to stop us talking about it at the time, and you tried earlier when we suggested it to stop us including it in the off-script moment of the year. It was the biggest moment of my year. It was brilliant. Making her boxing debut. An ever a boxer fighting out of... Where are we fighting out of? TCOM. TCOM, okay. (laughs) Fighting out of Al-Barsha Heights. Indian descent, born in Hong Kong, (laughs) in the mean streets of Dubai. That's it. That's what I'm talking about. Don't you worry, I've got a down part. It is Song, the danger zone, Rupeni. I've just realised that Chris's (laughs) boxing introduction voice is the same as his Jack Nicholson voice. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. And how surreal to hear him doing that kind of mock introduction on our show before doing the actual introduction in the boxing ring. Wow. I mean, the whole thing was surreal, of course. The whole off-script team was down there, so that was extra special to have all of you guys there. It was brilliant. Um, It was absolutely brilliant. What a night. And and you did a great job in the ring, so you were relentless, you were remorseless, you were a killing machine in there. (laughs) And apparently I had psychic.
psycho eyes as well. You had psycho eyes. You looked through me. I was in the <laughs> ring presenting your prize to you. You didn't register that you even knew who I was. You were that well, in the zone. It took you two hours to come back down to earth. Just a little bit, yeah. Yeah, and, that and was great. In a shocking display of favouritism as well, the post-fight interview was meant to involve the two fighters. Mm. You and Chris just interviewed Sono. <laughs> yeah, that was that my was, observation. That was unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, looking back on it. We were Poor very Tyler. excited. We were very, <laughs> yeah. very happy for her. The other big uh, event in around about that time, in fact, that was, it was the start of the year, where which Chris, who was basically hosting all and sundry at Expo, he got a chance to introduce, well, an absolute legend. Bonkers, absolutely bonkers. I mean, where to begin with this? Cristiano Ronaldo down at Expo 2020. Uh, due to arrive at about 10 past three, running order had me on stage for 10 minutes. A little bit of a warm-up act. He's on the platform. Ladies and gentlemen, he's the man that you've all been waiting for. Put your hands together. And then boom, Mr. Cristiano Ronaldo. And at that point, the whole place is just erupted. My voice is almost gone. And I'm absolutely <laughs> knackered. Surreal, but eight to ten. We're not, we don't have official figures. Yeah. Between eight to 10,000 at Alwasso Plaza. Wow. Unbelievable. Which was just well done, that. you, Chris. Yeah, well Thank done. You. Well done, Chris. That was a great moment. Yeah. I mean, that was, and he did. He did a good job keeping that crowd entertained yeah. for 10 minutes while Ronaldo <laughs> visited another pavilion. Yeah. Just took his sweet time. Yeah. You uh, think about the eyes on that, and I remember we were oh, watching yeah. it because we had to be here. We were still prepping we the show, the, the timing of it. We were all kind of crowded around watching it together, and I remember yeah. just feeling so proud. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we had a little rap battle zone <laughs> in the middle of the year. Should we relive that? Oh, uh, sure. Yes. Why not? Okay. Why not? Yeah. Let me tell you one thing about Sono Rapani. She thinks she's too good for a cheese veggie Maitsani. Her Scottish accents have failed, but she does a half-decent Arnie, and she's queen of the traffic from here to Serengani. But in this rap battle, I'm too strong of a rival, and if you're asking me frankly, I'm going to question her survival. She point the finger at me, I'm going to tell her that's libel, because I'm not the only one grabbing stories from Lad Bible. <laughs> wasn't too bad now I think back on it. Yeah, it was really good. It wasn't too bad, but you, you still trumped me uh, with this little number. <laughs> Take a seat, Booby G, and let me show you how it's done. Not that you'll understand, but I'm going for a hole-in-one. You're just too busy walking around in a haze. No surprise that suit salesman spotted the Greenfield Glaze. Truth is, those bad suits probably upped your style. You realize you don't turn 80 for a good long while. By the way, how's that Apple Watch feel on your wrist? You know the one just the day before that you'd previously dissed? I'm not calling you a hypocrite. You just have a lot to say. What's the big deal if you backtrack the very next day? Oh, my God! Oh, God. It burns just as much the second time hearing it. I love how I had hype girl gents, by the way, during yeah, mine. Yeah, you, you did. Were, you yeah. were missing out by not having your hype you. Oh, God. I was utterly owned. <laughs> I, I was the Andrew Tate Schooled. and you were the Greta Thunberg there. Um, and we did have a request for this particular clip. This was during golf commentary where um, I was commentating on a short putt, I believe. Defending champion Paul Casey from about three feet for his birdie. Paul looking to go back to back and definitely not out of it this is to get to nine under par and I'd bet my not that I own a house but if I did I'd bet it on him making this from three feet Paul Casey rock stop rock solid and unbelievable it's slipped out I must have just lost a house I think that I didn't own but there you have it <laughs> That's so good. That's my favorite piece of commentary you've ever done. <laughs> yeah. Imagining, yeah. dreaming well, up the possession of your imaginary yeah. house and then losing and then, well, it within two well, seconds. I felt like it was necessary to be honest, you know. Yeah. I could have said I bet my house, but, you know, I don't own one. So, anyway, uh, the winner of the off script moment of the year. 
for 2022. It's not any of the above, although they're all deserving winners in their own way. Um, it was Robbie's wedding extravaganza, Wee. which included us going over to Ireland and actually doing a live off-script broadcast from there, right before attending your garden party, which you were not a part of. We were coming at you live from Limerick, Ireland. Yeah, you were about four hours late to my garden party. I mean, can you blame us? We're doing a live radio show. <laughs> you took your sweet I know. time. You really had there. a go at us for that. And I was like, we were just working in some town 25 you minutes away. At about four in the afternoon. The amount of logistics that went into that. There was, there was a really nice... to get ready. Yeah, there was a nice fella at the station that we were borrowing for, mm. for the afternoon who actually drove down from Dublin two and a half hours just to set it all up for us. We didn't know this was going to happen. Yeah. Um, it was but, nonsense. No, it, was, it was utterly nonsense that you had to do a show. But you did. But you, you took one for the team. The moment of the year was your big wedding. Oh, of course it was. Thank you, guys. Yeah, it was. It was a great moment. No, thank you very much. You've won a lot of scripties this year. I feel like I've done well. Yeah. I, 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 these gongs are imaginary. Like, I'm yeah. one of those photos with them all in your arms. Yeah, like we need, we're going to need to come up with like an actual symbol of one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, thank you guys for listening as well. Uh, the listeners are the sort of f- fifth member of the band, if you like. I love you guys, says, says one. Thank you so much for an amazing year. Wish you guys the best for 2023. Same to you. And Steve has been in touch as well. You guys put on a great show. Long may it last. Best hour of the day driving home. So I applaud you all. Oh, thank Steve. you very much, Steve. Lovely that means sentiments. So much. That really does mean a lot to us. We really appreciate your company on the drive home. And do keep listening because we'll still be talking drivel in 2023. The Offscript Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please do go ahead and click subscribe. You can also check out our other podcasts, Time Capsule or The Big Interview. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. 